Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hi, guys. This is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love, and uh, we are here in Soul Talk. And we have the pleasure to present you with Amber. Uh, sorry if I massacre your your last name is not ter- not very good in pronouncing last names. Quintus. Uh, Quintus, yeah. Quintus. She is a quantum soul activator and embodiment coach, and also uh, she began her ascension and in, in her journey in 2013 when she was a tuned Reiki master. In the first uh, four years of Reiki, she did a healing of herself first. And in 2017, that's when she started working with people. In between 2017 to 2020, she uh, she started doing energy healing as a business and well becoming a licensed mental health counselor. She uses she utilizes uh, her background of psychology to assist her energy healing that she she provides to all of you. During 2020, she had been awakening a deeper level into all her abilities to quantum soul activator and embodiment coach. She is also a channeler. She found also the Divine Transformational Academy. She uh, do a monthly activations. Uh, they are open, and, and we will put the link underneath so you can guys can can see it. It's going to be very soon. She is passionate about assisting others where they are at in their journey, so they can come home to their highest, to the highest, and to herself. Amber is really, really a pleasure to have you here, and uh, thank you for for accepting my my invitation to be in Soul Talk. Thank you so much, Monica, for inviting me and for having me here. I'm excited to connect with you. Um, it's been fun the last, you know, couple of weeks having our chats, doing your challenge and getting to know you better. And so I'm um, really grateful to be here and honored that you asked me. So thank you. Thank you. What it means, um, quantum soul activator and embodiment coach. So, yeah. Um, last year during COVID, I was given access to, um, the new earth online retreat, um, with Jesse Winyard and a lot of other light healers and coaches throughout the world. And one in particular, well, there have been a few that have stuck out, but one was Madia Watford and, During that retreat, she was doing quantum activations. And at the time, I honestly didn't know um, much or anything about the quantum field, to be truthful. Um, I was very much in the 3D or in this earth plane as far as my energy healing went. I could get up to, you know, um, the heavens and I could access angels and things, but I'd never blasted through I guess is how you would say into the quantum until I had that session with her and realizing how limited I had been in some of my healing abilities um, I started accessing the quantum field more and I started seeing that I could assist others in this way and that I could help people to journey into the quantum field And that out there in the, you know, vast nothingness or, you know, the God consciousness, um, creative force, whatever you want to call it, that we can actually um, access these, you know, missing parts of ourselves, um, these parts of ourselves that we've been feeling lost without. And as a quantum soul activator, I help to do soul retrieval essentially is what it is. Um, you know, we have different names and labels for things, but helping people to gain these access to missing parts from this life or from other lives um, to bring them back home to themselves. So in doing that, um, we can begin to work at a deeper level in going into embodiment work 
And so, again, last year, right, um, and understanding what embodiment really meant. So um, really coming home to self, true, deep inner healing, and then being able to be an example of that and shine that light out for others and show other people that it is possible. So because I'd had work in you know, counseling, I still do mental health counseling. Um, I'm, I was passionate about helping other people. Um, Reiki got that deeper level that I was going towards. And I do intuitive healing on top of that. And then we can go deeper into, <laughs> you know, the quantum healing and then the embodiment. And the embodiment is really for, you know, leaders who um, are being called to really stand forth and share their message. And I am launching this academy um, this year for other light workers, for other healers, for other people who are really called to do this work, but, um, you know, have not had a lot of direction, like where I was at a year ago. You know, I didn't have, uh, you know, these world leaders or these people in my field to um, direct me or for me to really understand. And so I knew on a soul level when I was activated by them that it was like, oh yes, this is what I need to do. And now I need to show up and I need to be available for the people that are waiting for me. And for the people that they don't know, uh, when you are feeling the activation, you actually feel it in your body. Mm. You feel it in your bones. You feel it in every single part of you and you just feel different. At the beginning, you might not know what is different, but slowly where it starts sinking in, where it starts anchoring that energy, you start saying, oh, now I have this understanding that I couldn't understand before and people been trying to explain me and they did not understand before, and now I do. Yeah. And that's what is embodiment and that's what it's anchored into. So just to clarify it with, with our viewers, that what it, how it feels and what it is, because many of them, they don't. Do you want to uh, add more to that? Because many, we know what it is because we feel it, we work with that, but many people, they don't. I so think that would be a good way to say what you said as far as like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a full body. It's a full body. Yes, there's a tingling, there's a knowingness. And deep down, there is nothing that can stop you from doing that thing that you're being called to. Um, you're literally just, it's like the universe is just pulling at you and, and now you understand um, why. So so let me back up a little bit and I'll, I'll explain for me um, with the new earth retreat, okay? And coming into that container up until that point, I live in St. Louis, Missouri in the Midwest. I live in the center of the country and oftentimes, I mean, we're called the heartland here um, and we do have a big heart here, but with big heart also comes a lot of pain and there's a lot of, um, oh, there's a lot of density in the, in the middle of the United States. Um, for this reason, for a long time, I didn't want to move back to the St. Louis area. I, I avoided coming back here because I knew that I would have to really look at my own stuff coming here, coming back home. And so, you know, with all the healing work that I had done previous to last year, I thought I had a pretty good grasp on things as far as my ascension. I thought I I was doing pretty well. And, and, you know, I guess, you know, surface level, it looked pretty well, but I knew that there was more. And, you know, with the earth, new earth retreat, what happened is that when I heard like Jesse or I heard Maria or I heard Krista or I heard these other leaders um, that were speaking things that spoke to me on a level that awoke me to a deeper knowingness, to a deeper soul level of like, it's like my soul knew these things. And that's what we call awakening, right? My soul already knows these things. It's not like it's being taught something new. It's that it's being awoken to what is already there. And so through those activations, through embodiment that we level up, that we understand these things about ourselves, it's this deep healing that, frankly, as humans, 
we've been taught to avoid. We've been taught to distract from through all kinds of different ways. Um, but it's in coming home through the activation, through these knowingness that we really get to be who we're called to be on this earth. That I, for myself, know that this is my last um, hurrah here on earth. I know that this is... <laughs> This is it for me. Like I am meant to ascend and not everybody's there. And so I, this is important. I feel like to say too, you know, um, not every soul path is the same. And I understand too, that with my mission, I'm calling certain people into my life, which is why I've had to be patient with this, which is why I know I'm meant to work with divine people that are supposed to be anchored into me. And um, that's not from an ego. That is just from a soul knowingness. Like those people could lock into me and awaken things. I'm supposed to awaken things with other people. And those people are supposed to awaken things in other people. And it. Oops, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> and it gets to be, you know, this, this community, it gets to be, it gets to be the new earth. It gets to be what we are creating moving forward, which is freedom, which is, no more scarcity or lack, which is being um, in your highest calling, meaning that you no longer have fear, you no longer have all of this worry or doubt or this constant nagging at your soul that every day you have to go to work doing something that you don't really want to do. But instead, you get to wake up feeling alive, and you get to feel good, and you get to feel joy every day. And that's not to say, you know, you have to necessarily be this leader you know in this way maybe it's the leader of your life maybe it's the leader of your family maybe it's the leader of whatever you know it is that you're in front of today I'm saying that you know when people can take radical responsibility for their lives when they can say okay you know what I and this is myself included I've played the victim far along enough now I know how to do that, but I'm going to take radical responsibility for my healing. Then all of a sudden things start aligning and, yeah. you know, things start falling into place and, and the path makes sense because your mind has gotten out of the way, your ego distortions and all these things that you've been taught to believe are now cleared and you can see clearly what it is that the divine has for you. Yes. I hope that made sense. <laughs> There's the the ego plays so many games with all of us that we don't even know realize where what game we're playing uh -huh. because we're always in denial. It is always easier to guilt something external or someone else or God or whatever we want to guilt our parents, our education, whatever the government. I don't care. Instead of actually saying, you know what, I am living the life that I chose. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about it, the people, many people do not understand that they can change it in the moment they decide, they desire. It's, it's just about making a choice and stop playing the, the ego games. I call it ego games that they want us manipulation, control, or the poor me. Those are ego games in reality. We call them programs, yes, because by programs, we were taught to do those things. Our grandparents, our great-grandparents, and so on. So they taught our parents to they teach us that finally we're breaking that cycle. Mm -hmm. And because or else we're going to continue the next generations to being irresponsible as we were when we were younger. And we're all in this process, in this in this timeline, that we are don't think that the healers oh, we're already ascended. We don't have to work with ourselves. We're still having the human experience and we're still working with ourselves. So, and it is, and we go by levels, like something that I explained today to one of my, my clients was that we have, we get to a certain level because we have, uh, we open up to certain conscience, but we go to a next level and you cannot wake up to certain conscience. Mm -hmm. And even if I'm working or um, Amber is working with a client that she may be a healer. It can be me working with her. And at a certain level, when she, um, when I get, um, let's say, an activation from her, I may unblock another uh, state of conscience that I did not have before. 
So even if, if even if she don't understand what is she unblocking that activation, she may unblock something for me, and it gets also she get it also at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's like when we're teachers, we're teaching something, but also at the same time we're learning what we're teaching. Mm-hmm. That always applies for both. So, can you explain us how you do your activations, Amber? Sure. Well, I wanted to say one other thing too. I think it's important to say that in being the victim or in playing that role for so long, what we really learn how to do is we learn to be small. We learn to be contracted and we feel that we have no power because we've actually given our power away to the other people. And so through embodiment, through healing work, learning that you really have your own power really is the key to it all. That there's nothing outside of you that you don't already need or that you don't already have. And that's what you were saying earlier and just now that I activate things in you and you and me. And it's wonderful as healers. That's all we're doing. We're waking things up in each other. Mm-hmm. So I, during an activation, during, during like a quantum session, that's a pretty deep journey that we go into. Um, and so we go deep into meditation and guided hypnosis into um, the subconscious. And we are able then to, um, to detach from our bodies. We're able to go on a journey together. And so through my voice, I guide you out into this nothingness, the space of the quantum field. And through there, we go on a journey to where your mind, um, your subconscious is leading me towards. A lot of times this happens in conversation before, and you'll you'll give me some indicators of some things that you want to heal. But it really gets clear when we're deep in session. And I'm following my own intuition and my own guides. And I'm, and I'm led to these different places that um, oftentimes people are blocked for a long time because they just, they get frustrated. And then they're, again, going back to the victim, right? And saying, oh man, it's this person, this thing that keeps coming up in my life and they're to blame and they're the reason. So I want to give an example in my own life of, um, you know, the narcissist wound, right? So I, as an empath, and this is something that healers and people of our um, calling often fall victim to, because we attract the very thing that we need to heal. And so the narcissist wound, um, for those who are not familiar, is, you know, as an empath, you will attract someone who seemingly is uncaring, detached from emotion, um, can be emotionally manipulative. Um, can sometimes be physically violent to you, can sometimes be just emotionally um, violent to you in whatever way. And for this has happened pretty much mm, started at eight years old for me, and I'm 41 years old now. And over the last year, one of the biggest things that I got to heal from was this narcissist wound. Um, It's taken many forms of relationship in my life. But through doing healing work and activations and doing timeline sessions um, with Krista and other quantum activations with Maria and things, I was able to learn and through my own coaching, because um, I, you know, had John Rome as a coach last year, and she taught me all about this radical responsibility that I was speaking into that I now teach other people about. And basically the message that the divine gave me was, okay, you have to heal this. You have to heal this now or you don't get to move on. And it was like, oh man, (laughs) okay. I wanted to run from my job a year ago. Um, This last narcissist wound was my boss. And um, I wanted to run because I didn't want to face it to heal it. And as all healers know, Really, embodiment is about healing our own things, healing our own stuff. Like you had said, Monica, we have to heal this stuff first. We aren't, you know, just magically gifted with things. We're we're gifted with things because of our own healing. And everybody has this capacity within them to have these same gifts if they want to access them, if they want to do the healing. 
So again, this goes back to this whole contract of what we choose and if we want to do that work here or not. So last year, I had been playing the victim in my job and had really fallen victim to the circumstances here. And I had to turn it around and I had to get some firm boundaries into place. And I teach a lot on boundaries. I teach a lot on owning your voice. I teach a lot on, okay, you may be angry or resentful at this person. How do we forgive? How do we forgive not only these other people that have maybe have hurt you in the past, but then most importantly is how do you forgive yourself? Because again, these are merely reflections of places within you that you've been unable to heal. And I want to go there with you. And I want to access these places with you so that you can heal on a deep, deep level. And so, you know, this narcissist wound is what really gave me all the content for my academy. It's given me all of the content for what I coach and what I teach and for the quantum activation sessions, because we go into core wounds and we go into these deep places that are just needing to come home. And when you can learn to take responsibility, the yes. things, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was, I was just going to make a, um, 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 a comment in this about narcissism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you guys do not know, if you're, you come from a family, mother or father, uh, whoever it was, that was narcissist, you have to have the, the enabler. When we're kids, we are going to be obviously the enabler to the parent that it was narcissist. But the problem is, when we grow older, we can be the enabler for another narcissist because we are going to attract them yeah. or we can become the narcissist mm-hmm. until we stop and being responsible. So this is important, you know, because there, these are the games of the ego mm-hmm. that we continue playing and we can continue playing by generations until one decide to be responsible and stop being the enabler. It can be just, I just wanted to make that parenthesis in there because I believe that what that's important that people know about. Oh, that. absolutely. I come Thank from you. the same thing. <laughs> I come yes. from a narcissist family too. Yes. Yeah. And that's interesting that you said that. The very first time I made a boundary was with the very first narcissist in my life with my, my stepmother. And I stopped, I stopped enabling her and I stopped enabling that behavior. And so, yeah, same thing happened at work last year when I just had my own boundaries and had to face the fear of, you know, believing that I was going to lose something by owning my own power. That was the fear. That was the core root of all of that was I'm going to lose out on something by owning. And all I've done is gain my own power, gain my own strength. And really you cut the other person loose. And regardless of what happens with them, you understand that you're not playing God because that's the biggest trick of the ego is to make you think that you're somehow responsible for their you know, their wellness or their lack of wellness. And we're not responsible for that. I'm not responsible for any of that with my clients. All I do is give tools. I give assistance and give guidance and everything else is up to the person on how much they want to do with that and go with that. Yes, because we continue playing the games of the, well, I call them games of the ego, but they're, you can call them different um, control controls or programs but at the same time if you don't learn how to forgive the people that actually were very harmful for us you're going to continue carrying that mm-hmm. and you're going to if you have kids you're going to be teaching your kids actually to continue with that until one decide to stop I do come also from a marriage from I was married to a very narcissist man my my third husband because I mean married four times, my third husband and uh, and he was a better person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to beat me, so I came to understand that if I did not stop it, it will continue for my daughter, and she or she was gonna become the narcissist, mm-hmm. or she was gonna look for a narcissist exactly like I did. So one was needing to stop that. Yeah. So this is very important. That actually, you guys heal it. Because you may be the victim or you may be the narcissist. And the person that you're going to look for to be around because that's familiar is narcissist or 
or uh, or enablers. Mm-hmm. So be aware of that, and uh, and because this can change your life and give you your power back, like uh, Amber was saying. And I have a question for you, Amber. I am NLP, and yes, I do have. Um, well, according to many people, I, I do work a lot of shamanic things, and uh, and I have my own weight because I let myself guide like you. Uh, I do soul retrievals, but each I have learned that there are many ways of doing soul retrievals. I I've been with American Indians; they do it in a certain way. NLP, they do it in different ways. I I don't I don't like to follow rules, so I I can't say I do one or the other. No need. <laughs> <laughs> guides, I me rules and I, love, I know I love to break them but how do you do your soul retrievals so yeah really when we're out in the quantum so uh, quantum soul activation for me it's come through as a crystal so when we're gathering these pieces we're bringing it into a solid form which is the crystal then we're coming and bringing it back down and then we anchor it back down into the physical vessel and all the way down into your earth soul chakra so there's a knowingness there that whenever you're coming back those new pieces of you are activated my guides also assist in awakening the crystalline dna they help they assist in doing um upgrades to the physical vessel while we're doing work in the quantum so literally when you're coming back you're physically healed on a whole different level your body is able now to heal at a faster rate because that's part of the ascension process too for those that aren't familiar with this is that our physical body is actually when you're ascending um, in a lot of ways is reversing an age. A lot of things are happening in reverse um, as we're healing because that is what our angels are doing for us and they're activating. Um, So yes, and then... There comes through a knowingness after the session. And sometimes it may take a few days for it to really settle in. But then when the knowledge starts happening and then people message me and they talk about, oh, wow, I've just awoken on this level. And now I understand this generational trauma, which is what you were just speaking to. Or, oh, I understand this pattern in my life. And I understand where this really comes from. And I understand that this isn't necessarily me anymore then they can really surrender that they can really forgive that part of themselves because they realize they've been holding on to something that wasn't really theirs to begin with. That's huge in the work that I do is that deep forgiveness. That is very important because if you don't heal, if you don't let go and actually you don't forgive the persons you can't even get sick because you're carrying that in your body, in your soul and everything. Mm-hmm. And you need to forgive too others or whatever they have done to you it doesn't matter and or else you could and also at the same time understanding that everybody is your teacher including the person that it was a narcissist is yes. your teacher yes They're teaching you different lessons like having compassion for yourself stand up for yourself etc 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 whatever the case it is but they are also your teachers at the same time that's what i came to understand with all my narcissist family or or my uh, or the relationships that I attract myself because I was I come from a narcissist family that they were all teachers so I've had many great teachers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> many great teachers. Yes. Well, and Monica, I wanted to say too, you know, during your challenge, one thing that really um, resonates with how I teach too, and one thing that I really enjoyed about what you said was losing losing the judgment losing the labels on these things that we have been so long conditioned to judge. And that's the narcissist too. So if you can take this good or bad out of your, you know, vocabulary, if you can, you know, free yourself of that instead, look at it as a teacher, look at it as an opportunity, you know, um, you know, being a recovering addict, one thing that I constantly did was judge my addiction And I no longer do that. I appreciate my addiction. I appreciate this part of me that teaches me, like you're saying, it's taught me so much. And without it, I wouldn't be who I am today. So I just felt really called to share that too, that, you know, if you find yourself going to judgment, you know, 
start really leaning into that. Start really, that's a good way to start embodying, start taking radical responsibility is start at that judgment because we, our unconscious minds will judge things all day long, label things all day long. And that in your challenge, you had said that's good or bad. And I totally understood what you were saying because if we place a label on anything, then we're placing expectations on things. And then it just leads to disappointment and resentment and all those things, spirals. Yep. And we go where we were talking in out, out, out camera yesterday. And um, there is in this, in the 3D, something that I manage a lot is competition mm-hmm. and it's envy. And it's all this kind of uh, dense conscience that just will bring you down including with a uh, with a community that is a spiritual community. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to think that they are not realizing what they are doing, the majority of them, and uh, and they don't realizing that they're, they're competing with each other. We are empathic people, so we actually can't even read the minds. We can read emotions. So what are you hiding from? What are you trying to, to hide when we can read each other? Mm-hmm. So why in the competition, obviously the other person is going to feel it. The envy, the other person is going to feel it. Why? Because in the light community, in the light worker community, call them healers, call them way showers, call them whatever you want to call them, call us. We're our own tactic. So we can read each other. So why are you trying to, to do? We're obviously we're hiding. And if something is showing up to you guys, uh, envy, whatever, it's an, it's an emotion that you're feeling, maybe you have to check yourself because that maybe that's where is the medicine for you. Mm-hmm. Am, am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we were, yeah, we were speaking too of this, this, that there's no need for competition anymore, that moving into the new earth, there is no need for competition, that we are healing from this. And and that's part of that scarcity and that lack mindset that people are overcoming, understanding that we don't have to scramble for resources. I mean, if one thing, you know, COVID taught us that there's, you know, plenty of toilet paper and there's plenty of resources that we really were just conditioned to see these things and that it's part of the matrix. It's part of the blindfold that's been covering us, that's been telling us these things. It's really non-truths, you know? But unfortunately, we just have to believe how we believe until we're ready to see the truth, you know? Release it. Mm-hmm. And remember, whatever it makes you feel uncomfortable, maybe that's a, actually a blessing because if you actually go and check in whatever it makes you uncomfortable and you work it out, then it's going to be finally unity and cooperation. And then we can actually have unconditional love between all of us. Yeah. We are here to help the humanity, all of us. So why you're going to compete? Believe me, the world is 7 million or 8 million people, and many of them, they need our help. The ones that are ready and the one. And that's, those are too many. And we're not enough light workers. We're not enough healers in the world. So we can heal and we can help everybody. Mm-hmm. So there is no need for that. We can make a beautiful community. Yes. And there's the word. There's the word community that has been so resonant within me since I began my healing journey. You know, I went through um, my Reiki attunements very quickly. And um, I don't recommend that. But it was a good lesson for me because it taught me about community. And it taught me about the importance of wanting to build a family of, um, you know, the, the people that I do Reiki with are family to me. My spiritual community is family to me. And that is the word that I use because I honor them and I want them to be close to me and I want them to walk with me. And when they're hurting, I hurt with them and I want them to share things with me. My clients are not actually, I had, a, I had one of my, um, Reiki too, um, tell me last night and I wanted to share this because this meant so much to me. She said, you know, Amber, I know you're, you know, feel like you're not doing enough for us. She said, but you always tether us back in and you always help us to come back into the center of our community. And that was it for me right there when she said it. And I'm like, yes, I love that, that we all come back into the heart, that we come back into the center because this is why we're here is about spreading love and about spreading peace and about spreading unity consciousness 
no more divide, no more division. And Monica, that was one of the things that I love about you is that you're a community person, that there is no competition, that we're not here trying to outdo one another or outsell one another. Oh, I need this or I need that. You know, when we are in our heart space and we are truly embodied, we do not have to worry about those things because we're living in alignment with spirit and with our soul and with our purpose. And so when I get into a state of fear or a state of panic, because I'm human and it happens, I take a deep breath and I get back into my soul and I get aligned, which last year was not happening very often. I've only been doing this embodiment work for a year, but it happens quicker when we start making it a practice. And what we learn is that we don't have to actively engage in those same behaviors or emotions that used to control us before. We now can come back into a state of knowingness and peace within that's like, okay, I'm going to anchor in. Yes, the world's still going to be shaky around me, but I understand that here's my soul mission and here's my purpose and things are going to unfold as they're supposed to. Hey, Amber, uh, I I know that you do also light language because we're going to be talking about what you're doing and uh, you're, there's, uh, well, she will talk about her event, but I've been doing way more light language. I, I, I've been practicing more. I've been incorporating it more in all my healings too. But uh, can you explain uh, what is for you light language before we so, go? In? Sure. Yes, light language for me. Um, I learned it originally as speaking in tongues. I was raised in church, and at 12 years old um, in church, I was raised Pentecostal. Um, we have laying of hands, which is very similar to Reiki. It's just outside of, you know, the church. Um, and what happens is, is the church, you know, you have the Holy Spirit that comes into you when you really become open to it. And what happens is, is that these language flows forth from your soul. It's not something that comes from your mind. It's not something that you think about consciously. It flows from spirit. And so to the common ear, you know, light language, um, it doesn't maybe make sense in a, you know, like, oh, this is the way that you and I are speaking. But what happens is that light language is another way that activates us on a soul level to our knowingness and to the connection to the divine and is a way to bring forth God, the divine source out into you know, this earthly plane. And um, I'm going to tell you that even in the deepest, darkest parts of my addiction and being cut off, I thought I was cut off from God. I really wasn't the whole time. But my soul, um, you know, I was on my deep, dark journey into my soul, the dark night of the soul, as we call it. And in that part of my journey, I, I still I still knew deep down that I had this light language within me and it was one of the things that kept me going and it was one of the things that kept me, you know, motivated and moving forward because I could always feel God's presence with me. And I know that God did that for me at 12 years old so that I could continue to feel protected and safe and nurtured. And so it's been an anchoring thing in my life ever since ever since then, really. How I, I call uh, light language is basically humans through our, the human language have so many distortions. Mm. It doesn't matter is I speak Spanish and, and English. When I'm translating in English, uh, it comes with a distortion uh, or vice versa to Spanish or we want to put it in Japanese or French or whatever. There are always distortions. That's why when you get a book, in the original form is the more pure book that you can gonna get that you get the translations of it because there's always that that uh distortions when you're translating mm -hmm. and the light language is the language of the light basically but without the distortions of the human language mm -hmm. yes so can you tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing um the 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 is the is how do you call it the monthly activations that you have? Sure. So um, in the community, um, 
during well, okay, during during the New Earth retreat and getting connected to Madia, I was also um, connected to some other healers and light workers, and I belong to this community now um, called Quantum Masters United. And in that group, um, there's so many gifted healers that are not about competition. We're not about, you know, um, seeing who can one up the next person or who can get the most people into their container. This, you know, there's none of that. Um, Maria is a person who um, I love dearly because she is about community and because she's about truly raising up the next light worker. And she, so she's done these two unveilings is what she calls them of, these light workers, where she allows them to come up and take the platform and to share their story and to share their gifts with the world. And so the first one that I did with her um, was back in November. And that was me um, in the first round of the unveiling and bringing my gifts out. And then um, again, um, we just did one where I got to be a host and I got to host two people and then they unveiled their gifts. And so the reason why I'm speaking into this is that this is how these other events have came to be for me. I connected with these other life workers and some people resonated with me on a deeper level. And, and we knew that we were supposed to co-create together. And like in January, that was the word that really stuck out for me was co-creation. And so I got the, these downloads, as I call them, these ideas, however you want you to, the, the soul knowingness things of like the thing that you have to do. And it was like, oh, you have to create, you know, these sessions. So one of the women that I um, interacted with, her name is Emma Davies, and she has, um, she's a Reiki master, and she was doing her unveiling um, in this last one. And she, uh, through a conversation her and I had, she created her group. We've done uh, meditation in there. We're getting ready to do our first Reiki share together on this Friday. And that space is really Reiki um, and healing embodiment. She's another coach as well. And we're just supporting one another in growing and in learning and in sharing our gifts during um our first activation meditation, it was really, really powerful. So we did a heart activation or womb portal and it was just, it was just divine. So we're going to continue to co-create every month in her cosmic. Um, oh, I forget what the name of the group is, <laughs> but yeah, I'll share the link. Um, but yeah, we co-create in there. And then I'm also co-creating a monthly event, which is a light language activation um, with two gifted people who, again, were connected through this through this other container. One, his name is Young, um, Young Kit Bui, and um, he lives in Singapore. And um, he is one of the most angelic men, and I just love him so much. And he um, has just this softness that, frankly, helps heal my wounded masculine. And I, <laughs> he kind of balances me out, and then. Um, there's another woman named Crystal who actually does her light language through her hands primarily. And so she does, does the group is called Cosmic Heart Unity. Yeah. Nancy Sudok is, is mentioning it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Cosmic Heart Unity. So yes, that's the group. And then so Crystal, Crystal Blackmore and myself and then um, Young were the three that do this light language activation. Um, we have done two so far. I led the first one. Um, Young led the second one. And now Crystal is going to be leading us in our third one. And so we're rotating having that person. And again, this is all about just helping us to become more confident in our light language, in our gifts and sharing them with the world. Um, because when you do speak in light language and people are not familiar with it, um, you know, it's helpful to have a community. It's helpful to have a support so that you feel um, more confident in your gifts, like anything is, to do. That is a big one. I have took even two classes of light language because even if I was doing it, I was hiding it mm -hmm. because I was afraid to actually people see me or hear me. Why? Because they're going to ask me, what are you talking like I can feel it, I can tell you what they're saying, but that doesn't mean that 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 word means this because it's not in English, it's not in Spanish, it's not in a human language. 
So it's not translation. So yes, I was hiding it. So I took classes with Aurora uh, Belus Knight. And also I took classes with Marian Sabino. I adore both of them. They're really great teachers. But in a way, they do give me the, the, the confidence that I actually just go ahead and do it because none of them actually tell me, okay, the light language, this is the A, this is the B, because there is none. But uh, there's, but you can uh, uncover your own codes. And these groups are amazing because you can start trusting more yourself to actually start doing it. And it really, what other people think about you is their problem, it's not yours. Yeah. So it will give you that trust and that belief that you can do it. It doesn't matter about the judgments of others. And here's the, the cool thing too, as a channeler. So I, I do channel different guides. I do channel um, different. What's happening is, is that my light language and my channeling now, um, I will bring through light language that has been channeled and I will know a lot of the messages. So that'll start to happen too. You know, as you get more confident in your gifts, the guides then will help you more and will give you more of the information and they'll give you the messages that are coming through. So that way people will resonate with what you're saying. Um, in church, it would happen as a kid where one person would speak in tongues and then another person might um, know what they're saying. And it's pretty cool that like all of that, like, and then it's not all the time. Sometimes it's just light language and there's no interpretation needed. And other times there is interpretation needed. But it, again, it's all just in that trusting and surrendering. Just like in crystals, it's my husband described it perfectly last night. He watched the replay video of me or of her from December, the very first time I ever saw crystals light language. And he was like, oh, it's like a dance with God. And I thought that is the most divine way to put it. It's like this. Her hands were this dance with God, and it was just, oh, it's going to be so beautiful. So, yeah. I did saw her uh, her movements that she's going to be doing, and that they were beautiful. They were just beautiful. I I agree with that. Yeah. And I know I understand also, now I know, that the one that is channeling the, the line language is the only one in reality that, well, not the only one, but in the majority of the time that knows what she's saying or because it comes with emotions. Mm -hmm. Like when we're channel, we're feeling the emotion. It's not coming in English. It doesn't come the a lot of the times that when we're channeling, not necessarily in light language. Even when we're giving the information that is given to us, sometimes it might come in English. Sometimes it might come for me in Spanish. Sometimes it's just the emotion that I actually yeah. just say, okay, this is what they're saying. But it's just an emotion. Yes, they have the distortion of the channel. That's why it's important the channels actually to do their work so they can remove a lot of the distortions. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm still working on that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's a continual process like with everything. And I, I wanted to say that again too. You know, they're like, I know many people in their healing journeys, they're like, they get caught up. And if something doesn't look the same as somebody else's and we can get into that, you know, comparison game of, oh man, well, this person does it this way, or, oh, I don't do it this way. Trust your, trust your knowingness, trust your own magic, trust your own gifts, lean into what is yours and know that, it, you know, that's beautiful because that is yours. And that was given to you by the, you know, by the divine, you know, because what you were talking about that envy and that jealousy earlier that can come up, you know, it, it can get around that comparison story. You know, that it's really, again, it's just trying to keep us divided or tell us that, oh, no, you can't do this or you can't do this. And there's no can't. You literally can do anything that you want. If you set your mind in line with the divine and you go for that thing, man, <laughs> you can have it. You can have it. Hey, beautiful. I know you're going to do a meditation. And uh, I know we, I, I, I messed up at the beginning uh, with with recording and so forth. So we're, uh, you guys do not mind where uh, our audience and you still have time. Would you like to do it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put you uh, by yourself. So like that, you'll be. 
Okay, there you go. Mm -hmm. All right. So yeah, I wanted to, well, Spirit this morning, um, wanted to take everybody through just a meditation um, and an activation, a love portal activation. So I invite everyone in this moment to just, just close down your eyes, just shut off from the world in this moment and allow yourself to just become present. Take this time for you. We're always doing, we're always going. I invite you to just be still. Now I invite you to take a deep breath in through your nose, breathing deeply into your stomach and really filling up your stomach like a balloon. And holding that in breath and just release slowly through your mouth. To do this two more times, just pulling in a deep, deep breath into your stomach, holding and slowly releasing. And now, one more deep breath. I just invite you to take as much breath as you can get into the body, just really holding on to that. A little bit longer now, just to really allowing your body to just feel all of that breath and oxygen in the body. And when you release, just letting out a deep sigh and just allowing all of that stress, anxiety, and worry to melt away. Knowing that in this moment, you do not need your thoughts, that you can trust this present moment that you can trust the breath. I want you to just keep following the breath. Just relaxing into the breath, into this moment. And if at any time you have thoughts that come in, no judgment, just release them knowing that you can come back to them later. Now I want you to just breathe into your heart space. Just really feeling your chest open up. If you feel any tightness or any tension in the chest, I invite you to be curious about what it is that's there, what it is that's present for you. No judgment again. But instead, just get into this space of curiosity about why, why you're feeling this tension or this tightness. If this is your energy or if this is external energy, because we often pick up external energies from our fields and from our daily lives. I'm just inviting Michael Archangel Michael to come in now. Archangel Michael works specifically with cutting cords and ties to any negative energies or entities in our field. He carries a very sharp sword that can cut through any cords, ties, or attachments. And so right now, any cords that are no longer serving you, I want you to just be aware of them in your heart field. Bring them to your attention again. And in this moment, Michael is going to just cut that cord. And as he cuts that cord, you can just breathe. Letting that cord go, you're going to just watch it dissolve back into pure light and love. And if this is a particularly dense or dark cord, that's okay. I want you to just keep pouring love into that cord and just allowing Michael to work in that cord. And if it's not ready to be released, that's okay. 
I just want you to honor that. I want you to honor that space. And I'm being told by my guides now that we need to pay some special attention to our back heart chakra as well. I'm sensing a lot of tension in the back and a lot of people carrying weight in between their shoulders. And for those of you that aren't familiar with your chakras, we have a back heart chakra. This is why it often gets ignored. We have a bottom heart chakra as well as a top heart chakra, as many, many, many chakras in our body. But I just want you to really be aware of your heart. And we're going to pay attention to the back now. As we're coming out of Mercury retrograde and there's a lot of miscommunications and we can get hurt by other people's words or seeming actions against us. I want you to become aware of any cords of attachments that you feel like you've been stabbed in the back. That's what I'm getting from spirit, that there are people here that feel like they've been stabbed in the back or hurt by those that they love. And I want you to become clear on this person. I want you to become clear on this place and this time that this occurrence happened where there was this seeming injustice to you. We're going to do an activation and a clearing around this specific event. I want you to come back into this space from this knowingness now, because we're not the same as we were when this event happened. Going in with your guides as well. We're coming back into this space. And we're just observing from a bird's eye view, seeing this transaction happen. I'm getting a lot saying it was around a phone call or a text message in particular, which happens a lot with Mercury, and that's okay. I want you to just look into this event and see your response in the moment. And now we're going to just anchor in from this higher timeline perspective, from our knowingness now, from looking back on this. I want you to see, I want you to see the reality of this situation. I want you to see, I want you to see how you've possibly taken something personally or out of context that wasn't meant to be, or maybe it's somebody else's behavior. We often will take somebody else's behavior personally and it has nothing to do with us. In this moment, you're just gonna separate yourself and you're gonna envision this other person now standing before you. And as you've separated yourself from the hurt, I want you to see them as they truly are. Not masked behind your pain or by your hurt. I want you to see them standing before you. I want you to think about the golden rule in this moment and how you would want to be treated over a miscommunication over the grace that you would want to be given and the forgiveness that you would want to be given. And maybe you're being triggered in this moment that your ego is trying to say that they're they're not worthy or they're, no, no, no. I want you to get rid of all of that. And in this moment, I want you to just say no. For when I forgive them, I also forgive myself. And I want you to see now that that person really standing before you is really a mirror reflection of you. And that our own injured part in yourself. Really see that. Because our relationships are merely a reflection of our own parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you're probably feeling this somewhere in your body. 
Maybe it's the heart, but there's other places. Maybe that you've been feeling this stuck energy. And I want you to breathe into that now. Breathe in light into this part of your body, into this stuck energy. But continuing to focus on the heart chakra and your back. And just breathe that energy in. Release all cords, attachments, negative energies. Breathing in again and releasing. As you're being invited by the guides and by the angels, just release now. They're taking it all from you. You no longer need to hold on to this. Now I want you to focus again on this mirror reflection. And I want you to see now that it's really your higher self standing before you. And your higher self can be just a light. It can be a physical form. It can be however it appears to you. Oftentimes it appears to people as the highest version of themselves that they envision themselves in their healthiest and highest timeline, their most abundance. And as you see her before you, I want you to see now that she's offered you a gift. She has her hands outstretched or his hands outstretched before you. And there's a gift of love and compassion And it's in the form of a heart shape and it's emerald green in color for your heart chakra. And I want you to just take this beautiful green emerald now, this heart shaped chakra colored crystal that's from your higher self. And I want you to just bring that up to your chest. I want you to see it's this beautiful green, this beautiful emerald chakra energy is now just being transmuted. Out into your etheric body, out into your physical space and out into the world. I want you to see. I want you to see the power of your own heart. I want you to see the power of your own love. And I want you to see the power of your own forgiveness. I want you to see the ripple effect that you give out into the world each and every day. That it doesn't even have to be some big sweeping gesture, it can be a smile, it can be a kind word, it can be a laugh. It can be a conversation between friends. It can be speaking your truth. But most of all, it can be that phone call or that text message that you're gonna make to that person when you're done here tonight that you know you're gonna own your responsibility, your part, whatever part you played in it. And then you're gonna heal and you're gonna move on. Knowing that any act of forgiveness in this world creates massive, massive ripple effects that we will never fully know or understand. But just know this, that no matter how it is received by the other person, you have done your part. And that you will be honored for doing your part. And that the forgiveness will happen within and will continue to resonate within you.
I now invite you to just bring your hands back down to your sides. And I invite you to just start coming back into your body, wiggling your toes, moving your legs, moving your body in whatever way feels good to you. And before we close out this meditation, I want you to just take your arms and I want you to just wrap them around yourself. Breathe into the hug between you, your higher self, the divine and your guides, giving gratitude and love for all the work that you've done today. And when you're ready, you can release that hug and come back into the room. Please share in the comments how that was for you. Please let us know what you received or what came through. I don't have access to the comments, but I will come back later and reply to you all. Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, from Nancy, uh, she she was waiting for it. We're just waiting for, there's a delay between Zoom and Facebook. So we'll see. But there's a, oh, she said, love you. I start awake. Yeah. <laughs> She normally falls asleep during my meditations. Well, not in this one, apparently. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for everything. And oh. I will see you soon. Yes. Thank you, Monica. I love you so much. Thank you so much. And I love you too. Hey, uh, share, please, your, your links. I already, in Monica Ramirez, in my wall, there, your links are there. But you want to share also your um, that you're going to have the activation that you guys are going to have for the language. Yeah. I share it, but anyway, share it again. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.